Good morning, everyone. Actually, afternoon and evening for my guests today. Uh, I'm Ioni Butler, and I'm the founder of Uplifting Content. And I'm so excited to have this conversation with the lovely and inspiring Deborah Searle. How are you today? Good, thank you. Yeah, it's evening here. We're all about it to go is. to bed. Well, not I quite. Know. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we managed to, to work this out. It's taken um, a little while to get on the call, but we've done it. And we have matching beautiful backgrounds, colorful backgrounds. <laughs> That's how we roll. Um, so before we get started, and uh, Deborah said, talks about herself and, and says what we're going to say today, um, for anybody out there, we've got a couple of announcements. Deborah is giving away five copies of her book, The Journey. Uh, how to achieve against all odds and it's going to be about the things that we're talking about today so um, we're giving away five of those on this call so if you've got any fantastic questions for Deborah if you've got any thoughts comments something that you want to share comment share like this post and we'll be announcing um, those book giveaways throughout the live stream so that's exciting thank you Deborah for that um, and Yes. And the other thing is, um, Deborah also has a guide, uh, life upgrade guide. So she'll talk about that too. Um, but you can sign up, there's a link on the live, so you can sign up for that, uh, too. So Deborah, now that all that's out of the way. Hello. Hello. I can't um, I'm trying please... to find us on uh, Facebook. Oh, no, here we are. Oh, did you get it? Did you get it? I yeah, it. I was selling to her. So everyone, we're sharing this live. Um, so sh she's sharing it to her pages. I'm going to share it to some of my pages too. And if you think it will be valuable for people, share away. Um, but yeah, Deborah, I like to, rather than me do a bio introduction for someone, it would just be great for you to introduce yourself and tell everybody about sort of what you do and your story. Okay, so I'm, um, I'm Deborah. I'm 42. I'm from England. I feel like I'm starting like a dating show or something. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen my How to Find a Boyfriend video? I'm all about dating at the minute. I'm <laughs> impressed. I'm seriously impressed. I don't, I don't intentionally make it like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm Deborah. I'm from England. And um, I had a really life-transforming uh, experience in my kind of mid-twenties when I ended up unexpectedly rowing single-handed across the Atlantic Ocean, as you do. Um, it, it wasn't planned that way. I was actually rowing with my, um, with my now ex-husband, who uh, was this kind of massive six-foot-five, um, fantastic rower. He'd, he'd rowed internationally at club level. And um, I'd never even rowed before, but we'd set out to take part in this international rowing race across the Atlantic. And um, unfortunately, he had to be rescued very early on. And I, um, I chose to go on alone, um, not knowing at that point that it was going to mean spending another three months um, completely alone, no boat following me, just in this little tiny plywood rowing boat. And, and it was life transformed because it, it taught me how to master my mindset, I suppose. That, you know, I, as I said, I hadn't rowed, so I didn't have the skill. I, I'm not particularly big, so I didn't really have the strength. So I ended up relying on my attitude and my mindset an awful lot. And when I came back to England, I vowed that I would, I would start implementing that, you know, using those same tools and techniques when I got back onto dry land. And it was phenomenal, the shift within a year. I literally, I went from being um, a PE teacher to within a year, I started working with the British Royal Family. Um, now, number of years on, over 15 years on, I've founded um, four companies and, um, and I've just seen this constant uh, evolution in what I'm able to achieve because of, I guess, what I was forced to discover about myself and about how to keep mentally strong while I was on those, those big waves. Mm. And when I'm not, um, you know, when I'm not running the companies, I'm a mum. I've got two gorgeous little girls who are seven and nine. 
husband, a fantastic husband, Tim. Um, and our, our, but life is busy and it's really full and that's how I love it. But we have um, the three companies now that's still going strong um, out of the four. Uh, we've got a, a, an online business called yourspeakingcareer.com where we teach people to speak more confidently, public speaking, but we also help people to get established onto the international speaking circuit and make a really lucrative living as a speaker. We've got a, an, a consultancy business called Mix Diversity Developers, and we, we help large global organizations to um, become more diverse places uh, for their employees to be and um, uh, help people feel a bit more included. More often than not, what that looks like is we help organizations get women into um, more senior positions. Mm. And then um, we have um, a, an expeditions and media company, which of course is, is still my baby. So I'm still going on the expeditions. And sometimes we, uh, in the past, we've taken the BBC along and made beautiful documentaries out of them. Um, we write books, um, we do media deals, and we, um, we get sponsors from big corporates and use the lessons learned along the way um, to influence and um, motivate company workforces worldwide. And our clients are typically people like Nike and HSBC and those big kind of giants of organizations. So life is busy and full. Yes. I, one, of my, one of the things, I mean, there's so many things I want to ask about, but one of the things is how do you manage it all? Um, the, the businesses and family and yeah. you know, all these adventures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I mean, I've, I've worked with some phenomenal people. I run all of this with my identical twin sister and mm. um, that has been a huge benefit f- to me over the years because she's, you literally um, have a double of yourself. I do have a double. <laughs> but we have skills in different areas and together they kind of match. Perfect. It is. It works well. Yeah. I've got a fantastic team as well in the office who work with us. Um, I've got an incredibly supportive husband who um, completely shares the workload when it comes to bringing up the children. And I think that makes a massive difference. So um, he's the stable one that's here often. Um, he's, he's a very successful engineer, but he, he works his, his hours around the school run if I'm working overseas. So we just juggle a lot of juggling. It doesn't always work, but we're, we're juggling a lot. It's teamwork and it's willing, willing to yeah. make it work for each other. That's incredible. Um, so, so many questions, first of all, about your, um, your rowing across the Atlantic. Um, wow. Was there a time where you were ever like terrified for your life? Yeah. There, I mean, there were so many of those because it was oh, really, yeah, because it was 111 days at sea. And of course, within that time frame, I had my flat calm days, but I also had some, I had two hurricanes that came through during that period. So, you know, mountainous seas, the size of apartment blocks racing towards you. Um, I had quite a few evenings in the dark when I could see sharks around the boat. And I, the combination of the dark and sharks, which are two of my least favorite things, mm. was a bad one. Um, but there were also these massive highs, you know, where you just see this marine life that is so spectacular and have more time to think and process life and stuff than anyone can ever choose to have, really. Because if you think about it, there's probably only you know, a handful of people in the whole world who've spent more than a hundred days completely alone anywhere. And so it's quite a privilege to have had the chance to do that. And it's amazing when we get this space from society and the busyness of social media and um, our world as it is now, how much we can retrieve from our memory banks and how much we get to process stuff that ordinarily I don't think we have the time to do. Mm. What was one of the key things that you, in those moments of solitude, like a takeaway on life that you got, like the most profound thing maybe? Um, gosh, that's a really hard question because there were so many. I'm sure there's lots. Yeah. Or just, some I suppose, them. I suppose it was that I could set myself significantly bigger goals than I had appreciated I could, yeah. you know, and I, I, I think I was 
your typical, I didn't do very well at school. I was more interested in, in boys and sports. Um, I, I left with not great qualifications. Um, and I think myself, for myself and the people around me set these kind of limiting beliefs on, well, this is what you're able to achieve. You know, so I went into being a PE teacher because that's what everyone else told me I should do. And I just had never really pushed myself outside my comfort zone. Um, the Atlantic proved to me that I could do that. You know, I think I probably pushed myself further outside my comfort zone than I ever thought it was possible for a human to even survive. Um, for that long alone. And, um, and I came back with a completely different view about goal setting. Um, mm. I got much more ambitious and structured. I, I suppose I started to do it the way I did it at sea. You know, at sea, I would, um, I would plot my position on this big Atlantic chart of where I'd come from, and then I'd be aiming towards a goal, which was always my next line of longitude, so I knew where I was going. And I'd never really done that in life. So I came back and um, I started to write annually once a year um, a much clearer set of goals based around six principles um, my health, my work, my relationships, fun, financials, and giving back to society. And, and I still do that. So once a year, I, I, I break away. I normally do it in the week between, between Christmas and New Year, that kind of funny mm -hmm. lull period, and go and sit in a coffee shop somewhere and, and get out this template. Um, which we, you're very welcome to hand out to yes, everyone. That's our life, the life upgrade guide template. Yeah, life upgrade guide. And, and I, you know, I write that once a year. I do a review in it with, is a review of the previous year because you can't possibly decide where you're going until you're really aware of where you are now. So there's a review right. part of it. And then there's a, a section of it on um, that really breaks down for me working out what I want to achieve for the next year. And I, I'm so much more ambitious now about setting goals myself because I think we can probably all achieve way more than we, we think we can. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So I was just trying to get some comments up on this video too. Um, so, so when it came to... Um, so yeah, knowing that you could do far more than you ever thought, I think, I think that's true. There's so many limiting beliefs that we have and it's, and what I loved about you, you did a fantastic Ted talk in your Ted talk. You talk about, you know, we don't make these choices. <laughs> we don't choose to have to go through these tough times. And so it's when you're in that, how do you deal with that? Um, when it came down to your, um, Andrew leaving, um, what was you deciding to stay and then continuing to go all the way through? What, what was that? Like, did you know, right, I'm definitely staying, this is happening? Or um, did you kind of have to force yourself and then, and then the getting through? What was the thing that made you just keep going and not be like, I'm just going to stop doing it? Well, I know, partly it was because I genuinely loved it out there. I've always loved adventure and expeditions. Um, and I, I suppose that there was this awful thing of, if I don't try and do this alone, then I will live with this regret for the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> um, and so I, I knew I had to try. And very early on, that I noticed there was this correlation between um, what, I, what I thought about and that then affected how I felt about, you know, Andrew leaving or being there alone or the dangers. And then what I felt had a big impact on my actions. So what I thought about affected how I felt, that in turn affected how I acted. And the result of that action was either positive or ne negative, depending on what I first thought about. And yeah. so it became apparent very early on that if I was going to keep going and make this decision to carry on without Andrew, that I was going to have to completely hijack the old Deborah way of thinking this kind of full of limiting beliefs about what I could achieve. Mm -hmm. And um, that really was then what I spent the next three months focused on was what are those attitude tools and strategies? What does that look like for me to hijack this old way of thinking, the negative Deborah way of thinking of, well, this can't be done. 
and 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 it did you know and it was very easy to jump to the it can't be done conclusion because i remember at the time the race organizers saying oh more people have been to the moon than had rode across an ocean and lived and so knowing that and knowing that andrew was going to be taken away and that i would be completely alone it it, it was hard not to focus on all the dangers and so i had to keep hijacking my thinking constantly the whole way through um so I, i'm just fascinated by your technique i was again loved your ted talk with the um choose choose your attitude thing and i actually did it this morning and i chose excitement and it was it instantly made a difference um so could you explain to people what the choose your attitude is all about and um and, and your book the journey which kind of covers it covers yeah. that right mm -hmm. Yeah. So what happened was um, there was a day out there when um, I was fixing something in the bottom of the boat and I hadn't been looking up enough. And when I next looked up, there was this enormous container ship coming towards me and I was kind of frantically trying to get out the way of it. And I just missed this thing and I was hysterical afterwards. And I, I called up Hayley, my twin sister, who was project managing this. And um, I was I was screaming down the phone at her that she had to get me a rescue. <laughs> you know, sisters can be very irritating, can't they? Because she kept on saying to me, Deborah, you know, you've just got to choose your attitude about this. <laughs> and I remember at the time thinking, if you were here now, I would punch you really hard for this. Um, but actually, that's not what you want to hear. But it yeah, really I needed to hear. I did need to hear it. And actually, I think what really struck me when she said that was that nothing else out there I actually had a choice about. So I, I couldn't choose whether I got um, run over by ship or... Um, I often went backwards 30 miles, having spent three days just gaining those 30 miles. So I couldn't choose whether I got blown backwards, but I could always choose the attitude with which I bounced back from each of those problems. And so um, because I haven't got a very good memory, I turned it into an exercise that I did each morning. And I had this brain trigger, I called it, um, which was literally I just wrote it on the cabin hatch because that was what I looked at every day. I wrote, choose your attitude. And I'd look at that in the mornings and I'd actually make myself pick one. Um, you know, and it, it had to be a positive one because negative ones were banned from the boat. And, it, you know, it, it, so I'd pick, you know, optimism or excitement or enthusiasm or, you know, one of those types of ones. And then the next bit was I had to list out loud. Well, if you stuck to that, what would be the benefits? What would come from mm -hmm. the day? And that routine of choosing my attitude for the morning. Well, firstly, having a brain trigger then choosing my attitude and then listing the benefits I've carried on doing. And so I've got new ones now, depending on where I am, when I'm working from home, it's when I first put the kettle on to make a coffee in the morning. And it's while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil. and something about um, pressing that, that button on the back of it seems to trigger me into asking myself the question. Mm. And it's this kind of being aware, I suppose, of that, that when we choose our attitude, it, it changes our beliefs and it, it has a big impact on our thinking. Mm. Um, and the important bit of it is, is actually the second bit. It's the, when you, um, when you list the benefits, what you're doing is you're training your subconscious brain to look for those things mm -hmm. to happen every day. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if I've listed them, then it, it's like, I've always already put my brain on autopilot. It's, it's mm -hmm. already there trained in my, in my brain, looking for those things to happen. So mm -hmm. I've carried on using the choose your attitude thing, um, every day. And it was one of the big things I wrote about my book, the journey, which we're going to give away five co copies of during this call. Yes, we will. Let's do one now. Let's do some yeah, now. Let's, let's read now. some comments. Hello, Leo. Leo is cool and he's got a question for us. So we'll read some of these questions and comments and then we'll give away some. So Leo says, how do you know you have chosen a goal that is reachable? I know we must aim high, but do we set ourselves up 
but but do we set ourselves up to prevent disappointment and regret regrets? Actually, this is a really good question. I would love to get your thoughts on it. Mm. Um, yeah. How do we know that our goal is reachable mm. and can we set ourselves up to fail if it's not reachable? Yeah. So, okay. So we, so we never truly know if a goal is reachable. Um, but um, what we do know is that um, there's a, there's a filter in our brain called the reticular activating system, or we shorten it to RAS. And um, we, we know that in general, people tend to set goals that are actually within their comfort zone. They don't push themselves outside the comfort zone. So we're generally, we can always <laughs> achieve the goals we aim for. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we, when we, um, set a goal and we um, we work through the steps that it will take to get there what we're doing is we're um, we're setting that RAS that reticular activating system in our brain to look for opportunities to make those things happen um, an example of your RAS would be um, that when you drive uh, somewhere and you park outside your house and you think gosh I've not thought about changing gear or um, the other road users at all and I've somehow got home without crashing you know because our, our actually we're, we're in this unconscious mode um, psychologists say 99.9% of the time so there's 11 million bits of information in any second that our brain could be processing but we're only able to process about 40 mm-hmm. so if I said to you now um, become conscious all of a sudden of the waistband on your jeans you can feel that now against your tummy. Well, that bit of information was always there. It's mm-hmm. just a moment ago, the RAS in your brain, well, it's only got 40 I can take in. That one's not important enough. So when we set these really big goals and we break down how we're going to achieve them, uh, like I do on that guide that um, there's a link to, um, we're training our RAS to allow one of those, some of those 40 bits of information to be the important things mm-hmm. that will help us to get to those really big stretch goals. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to put certain things in place as, you know, as well as those in order to make sure that we keep going with them. So it's, it's not simply a case of saying, well, yes, that's what I'm going to do, training my RAS. We've got to put some structure around achieving these goals um, to help mm-hmm. us to get there as well. And you're probably wondering what some of those things are already. <laughs> yes, which I'm sure the book is going to be good and then the life goal and then the goal thing. But yeah, what are some no, of those? Well, well no, some of, some of the things that for me are really important is um, I think you've got to start the day in the right way. So that's why mm. I, I have these triggers, brain triggers to remind me to choose my attitude. Um, and we absolutely have a choice about that. So one thing we mm. always have a choice about. Um, I think when I'm, I'm, for me, I have to make, take the goal visual as well so there has to be points throughout the day where I can see the things I'm trying to get to so I guess because of that I love uh, mood boards I should have put one within reach so I could have showed you because there's loads in my office here but I'm I'm a a big proponent of making up mood boards because we can that really helps our brain when you really can visualize what it's going to be like Um, as well as pictorially seeing it we can actually visualize it in our own mind we run these movies in our head of what it's going to be like feel like smell like taste like to finally get to that goal and when we start to do all these things and it, they take, you know, it's less than a minute, but when we start mm-hmm. to incorporate some of these things into daily life, imagining them in those moments as if we've actually achieved it, um, we start to support our brain. We support ourselves rather than sabotaging ourselves yes. in achieving these goals. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk very openly about depression. It's something that I deal with on and off. And it was one of the reasons that I made up lifting content, started this platform to provide a platform to, to raise you out of that state. Um, it's been on and off like recently I've been dealing with it a lot just that one exercise about choosing your attitude in the morning has been such a fantastic thing for me already and um, the the the, like the movies playing the movies in your mind to kind of keep you going Um, two very simple things that already I'm going to be taking on board so 
Yeah, um, let me explain a bit more about that running the movie thing because I think yeah. that's important to understand what, how that works. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a term I use instead of visualisation because I think I don't like words that are kind of psycho mumbo jumbo because mm. we hear athletes talk about visualisation. But really what they're doing is they're running a movie in their head of the outcome they want to have. Yeah. And um, there's a couple of really um, great ways that I like to think of that. For me, I, I know that if I try and imagine a scene from a movie I know really well, I can instantly picture it. So I always think about... Um, Tom Cruise in uh, in Top Gun singing "You Got That Loving Feeling" in the bar to Kelly McGillis. Right, which is young, younger viewers will have no idea what I'm on about now, but um, <laughs> it's going to be a remake. It's going to be brilliant. Um, but I can instantly picture that scene, and and he's singing to her in the bar, and all these other guys join, and it's very embarrassing for her. And of course, you feel the embarrassment when you watch mm -hmm. the film, and that's the sign of a great actress, isn't it? When you can feel mm -hmm. the emotion, mm -hmm. right? Well, what we're trying to do when we run these movies in our head is it's like running a scene from a movie that you want to happen in the future, but you want to be able to feel what it's going to feel like to get there. And um, the, the other real benefit of doing that is that it, it has, if there's difficult bits along the way in order to get there, if you run movies of those other difficult bits in, on your way to achieving your goal, um, it has the same impact as on, on you as when you watch a scary movie for the second time. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you, um, you know, if you find a scary movie on Netflix, you press play, you start watching this thing. When you get to the really scary bit, of course you jump, don't you? You know, cause it's, it's designed to make you do that. Um, but if you put the same film on again, you press play, you start watching this thing. When you get to the really scary bit, of course you don't jump because you know, mm -hmm. it's coming and you're mentally and physically and emotionally prepared for it. You're kind of more in control of your performance. And that's what it's like when we run the movies of the steps we're going to take in order to um, achieve a big deal. So maybe, uh, so for example, if you want to ask for a raise or promotion or mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, a pay in increase or some other goal like that, that involves a really difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. um, when we run the movies of it, we see the reaction of the person. We see ourselves responding brilliantly, coming up with all the right things. Mm -hmm practice how we're going to gesticulate you know or seeing all of this in this movie in our head when we get in there it's great you just you literally it's like you can press play on your brain and your body mm -hmm. and it goes into autopilot mm -hmm. and you're automatically more in control of the performance in that particular conversation so it's a really powerful thing to start using and yeah. the more you do it and like with most things the, the easier it gets and the quicker it gets you know you can literally within 10 seconds I can run a movie now and then it helps me in that moment because I, I think, the, I think the, the problem that I have, that other people have, is the movies that we play are not, to, you know, they're the negative movies. They're things yeah. that we don't want or like replaying arguments or all these other things that we're stressing or worrying about. And so it's not playing the movie that's designed for what you want. And I love that that's, it's going through all the different scenarios because I, I, I had a girlfriend that was, um, you know, she, she, I was suggesting a bunch of things and she kept saying, yeah, but that's going to happen. And yeah, but that's going to happen. I was like, you always keep putting the negative. And she was like, well, I'm just being mindful. And I'm like, well, there's being mindful, but now you're talking yourself out of it. But what I like about what you're saying is you're not talking yourself out of it. You're saying this might happen. And then this is how I'm going to deal with it. And then this might happen. And that is it. So it's, it's not talking about all the problems so that you freak out and you don't want to do it. It's talking about the problems and then figuring out how you overcome them. So when they arise, you know exactly what you're going to do and you've covered it. And it's, it's brilliant, really brilliant. Yeah. And it's seeing yourself achieving it, you know, you've yeah. got to see yourself. Yeah positively in that moment achieving it and I and sometimes like when I watch these movies I think I just don't have the confidence to do that you know you mm. you kind of imposter syndrome and these self-doubts start coming in and in those moments my little trick is that I I often have to um give myself an alter ego uh, mm. so on the rowing boat I had <laughs> I had this what was she called <laughs> 
Well, she was, she was, I'm slightly embarrassed admitting this. Well, she worked for you. You just have to embrace her. In my mind, she looked like Xena Warrior Princess. I don't know if you ever saw this great old. Yeah, she was awesome. Dressed very odd, but you know, whatever. Clad and, but she was this kind of Amazonian woman. And so I, in my mind, whenever I saw myself rowing on alone after Andrew, um, it became apparent Andrew had to be rescued from the boat. I, um, I would see myself as, as I'd see Zena in the boat, you know, she was me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had these big rippling muscles and, you know, I was at least six <laughs> foot tall. And, and I gave myself a new name. I was Deborah, warrior princess of the waves. <laughs> I know, it's, it's awesome. It's but awesome. Yes, yeah. I needed because I mm-hmm. didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the skill or strength or any of those yeah. things. And so I needed in my head to make myself bigger and stronger than I was if I was going to carry on alone. Yeah, that's fantastic. I like that. The, the, the topic of this is, is how your mindset, transforming your mindset to transform your life. And it's just these simple things, giving yourself a badass alter ego. If that makes you feel good and confident to get through when you don't, like you just do what you need to do. So great tips. Okay, let's read some more comments. Um, oh, Leo, let's give a book to. He's awesome. Um, He's is it another... one, isn't he? I think he I is. I love him. Awesome. Yeah, so he's all engaged. Um, I understand everything you're saying, and I know you're right, but in my head, there is a voice saying, you can't, you will fail. Um, it keeps me back from taking that risk. Thoughts, Deborah? Yeah, yeah. so, um, I mean, I think some of the things we've just already covered are, are helpful, is to, to trying to in- incorporate some of those. But some other things I'd say is that it's important never to do these things alone. Um, right. And I think we have to surround ourselves with people who are really good at what I would say, good at using their free words. Like we have this abundant supply of free words. And are they people who use their free words positively or negatively? Do they even know what your goals and aspirations are? Um, for, for me, I know probably one of the things that's had the biggest impact on um, my business life is been having a mastermind group that I meet with every 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And these are eight other uh, entrepreneurial business women. We go away and stay together for two days and you know, hire a big Airbnb somewhere. And we, we grill each other on, you know, what, what's, what have you achieved in your business in the last 12 weeks? What do you want to achieve in the next 12 weeks? What's your biggest problem and how are we going to solve it? And I don't think you need to be a, in a, in an entrepreneur or a business owner to do that. I think we can do it for our personal goals in using our friends and our family as our mastermind. Mm-hmm. You know, when we incorporate the people who love and care for us the most into what we're trying to achieve, um, they're there to support us and lift us up and, and keep us going when, we, when we've lost that faith that we can achieve it. I want to join one of those groups. Did you make that yourself or did it, you just, it was just women that you knew and you got together that you collectively guys, or was it like part of a, yeah, I, I want they, to join one. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. They were, um, they were actually already in the group and I went to do some training for them and then they asked me to join the group. Oh, so fantastic. that was a slightly different way, but there are yeah. obviously there's, um, there's the lean in circles. Um, Cheryl Sandberg's yes, I love her and her books. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which is they, the lean in initiatives are a fantastic way. Um, they're for okay. women. So actually it's probably not good for any, if that was a man asking that question, but, um, um, but uh, you know, I, I think for me probably, the biggest support network outside of that mastermind group is actually my my kids and my husband. Right. And when I make up my my big vision boards of my goals, my kids are always do them with me. Cut them on paper, and we're sticking the pictures on, and mm. so they they know what my goals are. So I had a big goal last year to to do a, a cycle from Barcelona to Valencia across Spain um, to help me recover from a um, 
reconstructive surgery I'd had on my leg. And my kids made that, that vision board up with me. And it was brilliant because the mornings on Sunday mornings when I'm lying in bed going, oh, I can't be bothered to get out of bed and train. They'd be like, come on, mum. You said you were going to mm. go. They're, they know what my goals are. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, how many people really know what I'm trying to achieve? Who are the people that can really support me in making these things happen? Right, right. Thank you. I'm going to check out that lean-in thing. Um, Ellie is happy for the book. Mary says, keep on rowing, Deborah. Woo, woo, woo. Alberto says, hello. Carrie says, yes, Deborah, I love your mind and energy. Thank you for joining. Best wishes in all that you do. She also says, I think we personally know that we can aim I think that we personally know what we can aim for by being realistic, yet challenging yourself. Everyone will be different. Um, yeah, I get that point. Um, Carrie also says, fight or flight mode is an interesting thing. I think you learn a lot about yourself when you push past what you feel uh, you can and can't do. I think mistakes are necessary for growth. I think pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is extremely healthy, and you also realize the thought of comfort is just what your mind made up. So why can't you expand that comfort zone by being aware and conscious of shifting your mind and thoughts? We control what we want. Carrie, you're yeah. awesome. You're getting a book. Sorry. She's that's awesome true. too. But I think that's a really good point about the comfort zone because, you know, when I, when I chose to go on alone when I was rowing, I was so out of my comfort zone. And as soon as that yacht with Andrew on sailed away and I was surrounded by just water and knew that was going to be it and there was going to be nobody else there to help me for the next however many months... Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I can't tell you how far I was outside my comfort zone, but do you know what? Within a couple of weeks, the comfort zone shifted. That mm -hmm. became my new comfort zone, you know, mm -hmm. becomes a new reality for us. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm really outside my comfort zone, it's often just a case of saying, right, come on, Deborah, wait for the comfort zone to shift. You know, it will do, you know, it yeah. always does eventually. And that becomes the new norm. So yeah. it's a patience game sometimes. But, yeah. but I think this is Carrie was the same comment, but obviously you're right. You know, when we do push ourselves out the side of comfort zone, and it is really challenging. It's always where the biggest growth happens. It's where the biggest opportunities are, mm. where, where we learn to innovate because we're forced to, because we're, we're dealing with stuff that we've never had to do before. Right. Yeah. Um, Saba says, how much does your book cost? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> well, I think it's twelve ninety nine on Amazon, but um, I don't know what it in, is in, in pounds. That's, you are. That's in pounds. <laughs> well, we're going to get you on Saba. Thanks for the question. <laughs> uh, Rachel says, good evening, Steph. Woo -woo. Um, and yet we've got another link to your, um, to the, to the uh, life grade life upgrade guide so guys everyone can sign up for that it's uh, the links in the comments and in the description um what else have we got but, but, but Haley says love the fact that you've been brave enough to have given yourself a life that hasn't followed the rules of fitting in a society shaped box yeah that is awesome um carrie says expose yourself to your deepest fear after that fear has no power and the fear of freedom shrinks and vanishes. You are free. Jim Morrison quote there. Thank you. Rachel says, good evening, ladies. Hey, Deb. You know Rachel Brinksman? Yes, I do. She's a friend we of had, yours? We had babies at the same time. <laughs> oh, bless you. Does she have the book? Yes, I think she does. Yes. Okay. So you've already got one, Rachel, but hey. <laughs> if, she, if she hasn't, Rachel, I'll send you one. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Um, so yes, guys, um, we're going to take a couple more questions for Deborah. Um, and then I've just got a couple more questions for myself too. Um, so, so, and, and I'm just, I'm fascinated with all your, your businesses as well. And, um, 
like the the speaking thing that's really cool i, I want to get into speaking and mm. i actually turned down an event in london that's coming up um because i just wasn't feel i just feeling like a bit of a fraud really that kind of imposter syndrome of who am i to say anything and then also not feeling very good um emotionally to get up and try and inspire people i'm like i just don't want to do it so i'm fascinated by your um your speaking courses yeah yeah, yeah. what's that about yeah, so um, we have a podcast called Expert Speaking Made Simple. And if anyone out there is either finding the performance side of having to public speak, if you dread standing up and speaking in front of your clients, then there are some podcast episodes on that. But more often than not, what they're actually about is the type of thing that you, you were offered, like you're offered this big speaking opportunity. How much do you charge? How do you get with an agent? You know, how, how does it all work, this whole speaking business? And it's a, it's a very lucrative business. Speakers get paid a lot of money. Um, and it's kind of a bit of a mystery to get into. So that was why we started the podcast, to try and uh, demystify some of, uh, of that mystery around the speaking industry. Um, and we, we were getting emails, you know, every week. Oh, how did you get into the speaking circuit? How do you do this and that and, and we were the same reply every time blah, 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 you know emailing back and I thought this is ridiculous the information's not out there so let's put together some courses and we're, we'll be opening the enrollment on those again um, in a few months time so um, but yeah do check out the podcast or if you head to yourspeakingcareer.com then um, you can find out more about what, um, what we do to help speakers there. Perfect um, what is it that drives you to sort of spread this message and, and do the work that you do? I think uh, I think a lot of it comes down to spending the first 25 years of my life feeling like or being very aware that I was completely underachieving and um, I you know I, I think it's funny isn't it how just a few instances in early life can really impact you forever I had an English teacher who told me once I in front of the whole class she said you'll never pass your English GCSEs are English qualification that you do around kind of 15, 16. And then she said, your life will amount to nothing. And I just, I, I suppose that held me back for a lot of years. I had this complete mind mess up around the fact that I wasn't very intelligent. And the Atlantic proved to me that I could achieve so much more. And, and I thought, gosh, so many more people must be in this position, you know, where somebody said something or something's happened. And you, you're trapped. It's really hard to break out of those limiting beliefs you set for yourself. Mm. And I, I suppose I, 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 in the last few years, that, that thinking has evolved in wanting to help people to live intentionally rather than accidentally. You know, we accidentally fall into this way of life because of these few incidents we've had in our past. Mm. And then we're on this treadmill. And I think there's a huge amount of joy to be had, even on the treadmill, even mm. every day at work. When we live accidentally and we just let it happen to us rather than intentionally grabbing it and saying, where is the joy in this moment today? Mm. We, we miss out on so much. You know, there's mm. this slice of heaven here on earth that we could be having. It doesn't have to be the day we retire or the day we die. <laughs> yeah. You know, or be, when I get this. It can when be, I get this, it will yeah. be this. And, and it's, it's, it's that desire to spread that message, to see... Um, and hear from people who have, have made that shift and have started to live intentionally, that, that really drives me. And, and it probably drives everyone in the companies that I work for mad because, you know, we've got lots of other goals. But for me, that's the thing I'm really passionate about. It's, it's the thing that's in my heart, I suppose, and mm. <clears throat> rather than in my head. And, and I can't let go of it. <laughs> 
it's a it's a keep doing it <laughs> it's phenomenal um mary says so inspired by your self-belief and strength mary you're gonna get a copy of the book woo, woo, woo. um and then just seeing if we've got any more comments um we've got a lot of awesome people commenting all the time um but some people are shy Haley says uh love wait did we already read this yep they jump around. The comments jump around. So I can't keep up with them all the time. Um, I so think Mary... it's, you know, it's funny that people are putting about, you know, being inspiring or living the life you desire. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably important to say that I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like the furthest from being superwoman that you can imagine, you know. <laughs> what? And, You're Deborah Warrior Princess. Yes. <laughs> I have to really work at this stuff. Like I'm not the kind of person that leaps out of bed in the morning, you know, full of the joys mm. of spring. Um, I do find those people quite irritating because I'm, I'm just, I'm not that way. And mm. I have to really work at this mindset stuff because yeah. um, I, I want to push myself outside my comfort zone because I saw, I experienced the benefits during the mm. row. And I know in order to do that, I'm going to have to keep using these attitude tools mm. to, to, to make that path possible for me. Mm. I, I agree with you. And it's like, I, I do struggle in the morning and it's, and I, and I, I, I don't want to, there's people that look up to me, for example, and I, and I want to be honest and say, like, I appreciate it, but I struggle. It's not like all sunshine and thing. Like, I'm struggling, I'm working. Um, and in some respects, I'm like, does that bring people down? I'm like, no, it's the truth. It's like, it's not just superhuman people that are always, ah, we all, we all have our experiences. One of the last questions I wanted to ask you is, um, when was there a time or the last time or a recent time where you struggled with something and, and how you overcame that? <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm excited. What's this? Tell me. <laughs> it was it was actually this morning because oh, cool. as, as you know, we I I've had this awful weekend. I flew back from the US at the end of last week and I left my laptop on the plane. And I'm like, if if you run businesses, your laptop is like, you know, I just like everything. everything. My life is in that laptop. And then I somehow seem to pick up this vomiting bug from the plane as well. So I have had the, this miserable weekend and I felt really awful this morning. And I knew we were going to do this interview and I was like, how can I do it? I don't have a laptop. I feel awful. I look dreadful. You know, it was just one of those mornings. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, there's really simple strategies. It's the choosing your attitude. This morning, one of the things that actually helped the most was I have a playlist called my memory songs playlist. Ooh. And we've all probably got these where, if you think about um, a song that instantly brings back an, a phenomenal memory. So I've got this playlist of memory songs and um, you know, I've got a song that my kids loved one summer when we were on holiday and the girls night out song, we always sing and dance to. And um, you know, these songs that when I listen to them, they instantly take me back to that moment and make me feel happy. Mm -hmm. And I, on days like this morning, I, I have to put my memory songs playlist on and you know, it cost me what you know a tiny amount of dollars to to put that list together but it, it's um it's what i tend to do most mornings is put on these memory songs because if you put the news on it's mm. so depressing at the moment oh, yes. and it has a big impact on your mindset if you put your memory songs on you know within a second i'm like dancing around the room and i'm mm. singing along and i feel like a completely different person all of a sudden so mm -hmm. it's finding these little tools and triggers that that work for you that i think keeps us nudging towards these goals and making more this morning like 
this morning into a night like tonight, which is great. And I'm really happy to be here and feeling much better now. Yes, I was going to say, I wouldn't even know that you were being sick all morning. <laughs> you look and sound great. So they work, guys. The morning songs work. <laughs> Awesome. Well, everybody, that is it. We're giving um, book, uh, Deborah's book, The Journey, How to Achieve Against All Odds to Oleo, Carrie, Saba, Mary and Haley. So thank you guys for being awesome and engaged and sending us messages. Uh, you can get the link to by following the link, it's uh, Deborah's Life Upgrade Guide. And that was all about setting goals that she spoke about at the beginning of the, the Facebook Live um, to kind of set yourself up so that you know how they, where you're going, basically. So I'm going to be using that too. Um, but Deborah, just thank you so much for, for your time. Even in the, the little time that I've known the work you, you do, it's already helped me immensely. And so I look forward to, to, doing, the, to doing the guide and, and everything. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me here. And I'm loving being part of this colourful duo. And I'm, <laughs> we are I'm, so good. I wish everyone I interviewed had style like you because <laughs> we would look amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad to close it down because just looking at us is cheering me up. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like we're a proper professional like thing. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for everybody. And um, I will see you soon, Deborah. Thanks again. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Let's Talk About with me, Ioni Butler. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and if you like it, please leave a review on iTunes. For more information, go to ionibutler.com or upliftingcontent.com. Speak to you soon.